Welcome to Living Waters Podcast. This message was originally recorded on the 17th of October, 2021. Thank you for listening and being part of our family. We're reading from Matthew 15, verse 8 to 14, and it says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, it's a sham, it's fake. For they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come together and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then the disciples came to him and asked, do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you just said? And Jesus replied, every plant not planted by my heavenly father will be uprooted. So ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind. And if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. So Lord, as we dive into some, some difficult waters today, I pray that your Holy Spirit would uplift us and teach us. Lord, we are open to what you have for us. Thank you, Lord, that we will find refreshing in your word and that you will be there with us when we face these challenges in life. Amen. As you notice, that's a difficult scripture. Anyone challenged? Can we go home? I read, I read this and I'm like, sure, Hein, that's a, such a positive way to start a, a sermon. You know, let's say... Um, their hearts are far from me. <laughs> but have you noticed we're living in quite interesting times? Now, now, by that, I don't just mean COVID, which COVID was interesting, is interesting. Anyone find COVID interesting? I, I must say, I found it quite, a, quite COVID, um, quite, quite interesting. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, we're trying sign language after that. That's what COVID, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but it is quite interesting times. But, but what I mean by interesting is as if it's... We're living in a, an age of offense. Have you noticed? Like, everyone is offended at everything. It's, 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 I'm, I'm serious. I, did, I think it's, it's maybe a bigger pandemic than COVID has ever been is this age of offense. People are offended. And, and I mean, man, people make up reasons to be offended. Everyone's getting quiet. Everyone's offended already. I like it. I want to warn you, we're talking about offense today, and um, you're probably going to get offended. Amen? Who's ready for some offense? There we go. There we go. But see, see, just that word, saying that word, everyone's like, oh, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? What's going on here? But that word is never used in a positive way, obviously. Because if I had to go, short, like, yo, I mean, no offense, but your hair looks really good today. People go like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, no offense, but you worked so hard, and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you're accomplishing. You know? No offense, though. No offense. No offense intended. See, because that word just it springs up things in our lives. And if I had to start giving out compliments like that, hey, no offense, but I like your shirt, people go like, wait a second. What is he up to? And that is the thing about this word in our lives. It, it, it carries some sort of power over us. But now we're living in a time of cancel culture as well, which is lovely, isn't it? For those who don't know what cancel culture is, is anything I don't like or agree with is not allowed to be spoken. It must go out. And this is what's happening worldwide. People are losing their jobs because they tweeted something 20 years ago that could be offensive to some people. This is literally what's going on. But let's not pretend this is a new thing, if that's okay. We've always shunned, banned, belittled, shushed people we don't like or agree with. This, that's not new. Let's be very real. We just have a cool tagline for it now. It's cancel culture. But, but it's an ancient thing that as soon as you don't agree with someone, eh, they're out of our lives. As soon as I don't like what's being said, eh, out of my life. Because unfortunately, this, this age of offense and cancel culture, 
is a little bit embedded in each and every one of us. If that's okay. We're talking about offense. You can't, you can't take offense at me. This is literally what we're talking about today. But instead of dealing with our issues, instead of mending broken relationships, instead of trying to work out what's wrong, instead of actually going after the truth, what we do is we cancel. We're like, no, 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 Hein, I'm never coming to church again. Because one day when I was drinking tea, someone looked at me funny. And I'm offended at the church. And I'm canceling everything God has ever done to anyone for any reason. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. We're all guilty of this. Is that okay? We've all canceled people in our lives because we didn't like what they said. I'm going I'm to warn you, today's going to get real. Maybe I should have said this before the service. Let's rewind just five minutes. Today's going to get real. Okay. We're going to deal with some things today. We're going to deal with some things. Help me out with my title. Just say this after me. I'm offended. Here we go. <laughs> Bait and switch. <laughs> I'm offended. I'm offended. This is not a, a young people or old people problem. This is, a, this is a problem for humanity. Now, I want to just quickly explain what offense is. And offense in the Bible specifically, when, when the word offense comes on, it actually comes from the word scandalon, which is the Greek word, which is basically to trip up, to entice, to sin, which is, I mean, it is to stumble or fall. It is to trap. A scandal on is the trap. Um, John Bevere did, did an incredible series on this. He calls it The Bait of Satan, which is offense. Um, it's really an incredible book. If you want to read it, I do suggest it. And um, in this, he explains that a scandalon would have been the word used for a trap stick when you want to catch a bird. You know, when you put a box up with a bird with a string, or with a, a stick, sorry, with a string, and you sit there and you wait. Now, that stick is a scandalon. The box is where you're living because of it. The entrapment is where you're living because of it. Offense doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And today we're going to spend just a few moments on looking at what this, this very intense subject is. I mean, I'm in 20 minutes going to talk to, about, to you about it, where, where this is a much larger issue in our, in our society than what, it, what we might have time for to deal with today. Now, the first thing I want you to notice is that because everyone is offended, we're we not allowed to speak truth anymore. We're not allowed to do it. No one's allowed to speak truth. No one's allowed to even say there's something like objective truth because everything is subjective. We're not even allowed to give our opinions anymore. Even professionals are not allowed to give their opinions anymore. They just say, no, 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 that's not how I understand it. He's a doctor, all right? <laughs> if the OT says so, believe it when it's about that kind of thing. Okay, so, so just, just stay in your lane here. Stay in your lane. But we're not allowed to speak the truth. Because truth has become the subjective thing. That's my truth. What works for me works for me. And if it's my experience, it's everyone's experience and no one's allowed to tell me otherwise. So we get offended because we're stuck in this pitfall where we think that my subjective opinion is objective truth and everything is offensive. So we get offended at everything, at nothing. We get offended on behalf of people that's not offended that we feel should be offended by something that's said, and then we carry those scars for the rest of our lives, right? Huh? I'm so offended because that person said that to that person. It's not you. I mean, <laughs> relax, relax. But what's interesting about the Pharisees, now, now Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees in the scripture, and what's so interesting about it is Jesus was speaking the truth. He was. Now, the first Practical tip. There's going to be a few practical tips today. The first practical tip that I want to give you 
is be careful of denying the truth because it doesn't suit your objective opinion. Be careful to deny the truth because that's not what you want to hear. I, I wrote a line here, and I'm going to read it because I don't want to misread it. It says, we tend to justify what we know is wrong about ourselves by saying that it's offensive to point it out. We justify, we make as if it's right, what we know is wrong about ourselves by saying, hey, you're not allowed to point it out. If someone wanted to say, hi, I'm afraid you probably don't cycle so, so well anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I haven't cycled in two years. I'm okay. It's not offensive to point it out. It's not. It's not offensive. It's truth. So be careful before you deny something. Just because you find it offensive, ask yourself, is there truth in it? Is there truth in it? Is there truth in what Hein is saying about us being offended this morning? Before you decide to take offense because I said you're offended, ask yourself, is there truth? Is there truth in it? And, and, and I say take offense the whole time. That's what we use. And the reality is you have to understand that offense is your choice. It cannot be given. It is impossible to give offense. It is only possible to take it. It is going to be your decision whether you want to be offended with the sermon today or not. That's up to you. I leave that choice with you. It is your decision to be offended or not offended. A person cannot give it. Your offense is your choice. And it usually shows there's something a little bit out of place. You might be a little bit insecure about some things. You might be a little bit out of place in your relationship. Something is a little bit out of place. So, I'm not surprised, though, that we're seeing an increase of offense in these last days, if I can phrase it that way. Jesus himself in Matthew 24, 10 to 12, he says, At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Another translation says, many will be offended, they will betray each other, and they will hate each other. See, Jesus was saying, hey, church, watch out. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And in fact, the words is, the love of most will grow cold. And the first thing we want to do is we say, y'all, we see that in the world, right? That's like, a, we see people out there. We love, we're fine, you know. <laughs> there, out there. But Jesus wasn't speaking there. He was speaking here. He was warning them that amongst you, Amongst you, you will, begin, you will get offended with me, with my ways. When he says offended with me, offended with God, it's because we, we no longer want to do things according to his way of loving God and loving people. So we say, no, we're going to betray each other. We're going to hate each other because our love has grown cold for one another. So I'm not surprised that this is happening. I mean, I'm not surprised that, that we're going to see an increase of this, of this in the world. That doesn't take me by surprise at all. It is interesting to notice that progression almost that Jesus gives. So he says, listen, there's going to be offense, there's going to be betrayal, and there's going to be hatred. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but, but everything takes time in life. Well, let's rather say most things take time in life. Sometimes I even think a microwave is too slow. I know, <laughs> I know, it's probably, that's your generation. Yeah, most probably, I'm like, two minutes? I mean, <laughs> who has the kind of time, you know? Anyway, two-minute noodles. When are they bringing out one-minute noodles? For busy people. But if you want to have a good meal, let's, let's rewind. If you want to have a good meal, everything takes time. 
There's only one thing to do, is you need to get the blitz and the wood, all right? You need to go start the fire. And, and, and depending on what you want to bra is the amount of coals and how hot they need to be. So you need about half an hour for those coals to be prime, you know, then it's lacquer, then it's ready to go. You need to prep your steaks if you want a good meal, otherwise you can eat whatever. But if you want a good meal, you have to prep your steaks, all right? Um, I like a little bit of olive oil, you know, don't put the salt and pepper out too soon because the salt can actually draw out some of the, the moisture. Um, fun fact. Um, so if you don't write anything, I want to see pens move. I'm joking. No, I'm hungry. It takes time. Things take time. The first time I, I met my wife, I didn't say, hey, Poppy, will you marry me? <laughs> it wasn't my first word. It should have been. Um, <laughs> if, I know, if I knew then what I know now, I shouldn't have waited, like, even a minute. I should have just been like, come on, let's, let's get married. It takes time. But have you ever noticed that, that it takes time to fall away from God? No one, no one wakes up one morning and goes, I'm done with God and church. No. It's a progression of little decisions. It's a progression of, of maybe putting your own interests above yourself. Are we getting a bit closer again to the heart? Maybe it's a bit more comfortable this week to stay in bed and go to church. I'll watch online, but I never do. <laughs> it takes time. Your worst decision is only a few small bad decisions away. It's only a few small bad decisions away. And those small decisions, I'm going to give you guys advice here. These are God's guardrails for your life. It says, you're going to have to choose against me this morning. And you're going to have to deny it or drive straight through it to go down the mountain. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. The more you deny God in your life, in your relationships, the easier it becomes to do so. God's saying, hey, you didn't get here by accident. <laughs> this is not an accident. See, relationships take time. Even bad relationships take time. I don't really know many people that would never meet someone and just assume the worst about them. If you're one of those people, you need some serious counseling, okay? <laughs> um, but to hate someone takes a progression. It takes a progression to get there. And offense leads to anger, leads to bitterness, leads to betrayal, leads to hatred. This is how this thing works because offense plants some bitter roots in our lives. Offense, what it does, it, it sprouts bitterness in our roots. And what it does, it, it takes control of us. And the problem is roots bear fruits. Your roots will inevitably, inevitably thank you, bear fruits fruits. All right. So you might today put a smile and say, hi, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> if you open your mouth. <laughs> it is only a matter of time before your life shows what is going on in your heart. It is only a matter of time before you cannot hide the ugliness, the bitterness, the anger, the racism, the evil in your heart anymore before it bubbles to the surface and shows some fruits that we don't want to see. Roots will always, always bear fruits. I mean, Jesus, in the scripture we read, just a few verses later, he explains what he's busy saying in verses 18 and 19. He says, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. And listen to this. He says, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. 
because there's something wrong with the roots. How's your roots doing? You have some bitter roots in your life? I'm no horticulturalist. I have to, I have to look that word up. <laughs> yeah, you can be impressed. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't pretend to know anything about trees. But apparently, I read this up, a tree's root system can spread two to three times, actually up to five times the radius of, of the canopy of the tree, of the leaves themselves. That's incredible. But what that means for us is that bitter roots that's in our backyard will spill over to other people. In time, bitter roots will spread over to other people. And listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 15. It says, make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up, causing trouble and defiling many. Causing trouble and defiling many. And sometimes that defiling is by accident, just because we're not a nice person to be around, right? Don't, don't put your hands up for that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> people don't like being around me. But sometimes it's through WhatsApp that we defile many with the bitterness in our lives. Sometimes it's those Facebook posts that, that, we, that we like spreading that defile many. Today's a bit real, isn't it? Are we okay? Sometimes it's by accident, but most of the time your bitterness spills over into other people's lives and it ruins families, friendships, relationships, workplaces. It ruins it. Because these bitter roots, they boil up and they show something that is, that is not so good in our lives. And I want to warn you today, don't ever start down a pathway if you don't intend on going where it's leading. Don't ever make the first decision down a pathway if you don't want to go where that road is going. Don't do it. Don't allow offense in your life if you are not willing to hate other people. Don't do it. If you don't want to grow cold in your love for Jesus, don't walk away from him. Don't do it. Don't take the first step down a pathway because a choosing offense is embracing hatred. Choosing offense is embracing hatred. But you would have noticed that, that this message is not called, don't get offended, all right? <laughs> it's too late for that. Everyone's offended now. Um, that's not what this message is called. This message is called, I am offended. I'm offended because everyone's offended. Come on, say it again. I'm offended. And I want to help you today with that offense. I want to give you three more practical, easy things to apply in your life to help you not fall into the trap or to help you escape from the trap that you're in right now. We're going to pull up some bitter roots. As Jesus said, the Father will pull up everything that's not from Him. We're going to pull up some bitter roots today. And the first one is going to be so practical. It's going to be so beautiful. I hope you're ready for this. I hope your pens are ready because it says, be careful of your expectations. Be careful of your expectations. That is the simplest thing, but it is the thing that hurts us so much in life when we have unfair expectations. Unfair expectations. Now, now some expectations are fair, but just before we got married, someone gave us the most brilliant married, marriage advice. It's, it's just absolutely brilliant. Best wisdom. I mean, talk about a word of wisdom. That is it. That is the Holy Spirit moving. And he said, never expect something that you have not communicated. Never expect anything from anyone that you have not communicated. 
because it's unfair. In other words, if you have an expectation that's not communicated, let it go. Now, now it, it's in the simple things. If you have not communicated, if you've not said, honey, today when I get home, I want to have a long day. Is it possible that, that you can maybe prepare a meal for us and eat as soon as I get home? Because I'm going to be quite hungry. Then it's fair. Have that expectation that the food's going to be ready. But don't go home after a long day, not saying anything, and then starting to throw dishes around because the food's not done. All right? I'm not talking out of my house, I promise. <laughs> Everyone's like, is that what you do? No, no. How dare me? I work all day, and shame, she's also worked all day. But I want to get home. <laughs> Maybe that, that example is a bit close to home. See, what, it ha- what happens when we, when we communicate our expectations? It also helps to balance them. It also helps to balance them. So what I did just this week, I went to Rona and I said, because 2021 has been an interesting year, I'm expecting you to buy me a new guitar for Christmas. So now, now I've got that expectation communicated. But guess what? It's not realistic. So me communicating, it gave her the opportunity to say, no. <laughs> no, I'm that silly. Stop it. <laughs> and we get to balance our expectations. Who's ever been hurt by unrealistic expectations? Come on, you expected something from someone and it didn't come through, but you never communicated. That person didn't even know and you've been walking around with this thing on your shoulders. You've been angry at Hein for something he did or said or didn't do five years ago or eight years ago when he got to Sabi and, and now you're carrying that thing around. I don't even know, you know? It's that expectation when you go to spa, everyone should greet me and know who I am, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Look at me, uh, and Heinz like, oh, we need milk, we need, we, need, we need a pouch for the kids, you know. <laughs> I'm not offending you. I'm walking jolly along, and you've taken offense. Be careful of your expectations. Number two, I want you to dig some graves now already. Dig some graves. Start digging them now. Proverbs 10, 12 says, hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers, covers. It puts it underground, and it covers it all over all wrongs. See, we need to make room for other people's shortcomings. At the end of the day, listen, you are going to get offended in life. You're going to get offended. Offense is going to come. All right? Is that okay? Like, get ready for it. It is going to come. But you can actually prepare yourself for it. You can actually prepare yourself for it. And that's what I say, dig up some graves. Is because when we make provision for it, when it happens, we're not completely derailed. We're not completely derailed. First Peter 4, 8, and this is how we make provision for it. It says, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Love each other deeply. Now, the love I'm talking about is not infatuation, thinking, ooh, butterflies in my stomach. No, 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 no. The love I'm talking about is saying, I want the best for them. And I will give them the benefit of the doubt. And this is what love does. Love helps us take a breath in difficult times and go, I, I heard this, but, but did I misunderstand? Is this what you mean? Because maybe that offense that you're holding on to, that person didn't mean at all. Maybe, maybe they misspoke. Maybe you misunderstood. Maybe they were having a bad day. Who's ever said something horrible on a bad day? Oh, come on. We're all saints, aren't we? Thank you. That you just got angry and you threw the plates around because the supper wasn't ready. We have bad days, man. We do. We have tough days. We have days where we, we struggle, we're frustrated, we're scared. 
And we do things, we say things that we shouldn't. And see, loving each other makes provision for that. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not, listen, I'm not advocating get angry and throw plates around, not at all. I'm saying make space in your life because you're going to need it as well. At some point, you're going to need us to make space for you. And I'm willing to make that commitment to you if you're willing to make it to me. See, if we allow that root of bitterness into our house, it will destroy our families. And that's just not worth it. The last thing that I want to say is be quick. And, and this is the last point that we're going to go have some coffee. Whether people set out to offend you or not, it is your choice to take that offense, to, to instill it into your life, to allow those roots to grow. That is completely up to you. And what forgiveness does, it just takes that hook out. Forgiveness helps you to deal with it. It takes the hook out. It, it takes away the authority that our enemy has over our lives when we say, hey, I'm not carrying this anymore. And in lost scripture as well, Colossians 3.13, it says, make allowance for each other's faults. We just talked about that. Dig some graves and forgive anyone who offends you. And then it says, remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And because we need forgiveness, we give forgiveness as a free gift. And in forgiveness, we release those people, not just of, of that stronghold they have over our lives, but we release ourselves of the consequence of the darkness that we invited in when we took offense, when we invited in, when we allowed those bitter roots to start taking ground in our lives. Unforgiveness, let me just say it straight. As we know, unforgiveness is like tying a noose around your neck and expecting someone else to suffocate. Carrying that darkness around in your life is only hurting you. It's only hurting you. And today, listen, today is the time to decide to forgive. Amen. Let me tell you, forgiveness is not a feeling. If we had to wait until we felt like forgiving someone, something, an institution, the church, because everyone's offended with the church. I mean, I know that. I've been offended with the church. But if we're going to wait for that feeling, what we're doing is we're allowing the roots to take ground. We're allowing that process to go. We're allowing ourselves to get angry. We're allowing ourselves to get to that time of betrayal about like slandering people and going down that road of hatred. That is what we're allowing as long as what we're not forgiving. And you need to make that choice today that you will no longer allow the roots of bitterness to fester in your life. You will no longer allow those roots to control you, to control your day in, day out, waking up angry because today you're going to have to deal with that person that offended you last week and I don't want to even look him in the eye. You know what? It's just you that's struggling. It's just you. So I want to challenge you today. Sorry, today. I'm going to pray with you in just a moment, but, but before you put your head on a pillow tonight, I want to challenge you. Let it go. It's not worth carrying it around. It's not. It's not worth it. Choose to forgive. Now, now, sometimes, listen, sometimes forgiveness takes real time, okay? It's not like you're going to go one day and you say, I forgive, and then tomorrow morning it's just daisies. You know, those typical, you know, um, old school Disney movies where they start singing in the forest. No, that might not be it. But it will set you en route to that place. And tomorrow, tomorrow morning you wake up and you decide to forgive again. I forgive my spouse. 
for what they did. I forgive myself. I forgive my friends, my colleagues, my pastor. And I forgive them because I don't want to walk around with that anymore. You're worth more than the pain you're walking around with. And as long as you carry that around with you, sure, you're hurting your relationship with people. You're hurting your relationship with God. And you're crippling your purpose to influence this world. Come on, let's pray. If, if, if you have offense you want to deal with, let's be, let's be real. Let's stand up. Let's be real for a moment. I'm not going to ask you to share what you're offended about with 50 people. I mean, that's not what we're doing, but, but we're acknowledging that there's things in our lives that's out of place. My prayer was for today, and I even said this morning to the worship team, we go in there in the morning, so we chat and, and um, we have some fun, we have some loss. But I said that my prayer is and my heart is that today the Holy Spirit will release us of some of the traps we've fallen into. And that's, that's what I'm hoping for you today. Is that some of those things that you've been caught in is going to be released today because we're dealing with offense. Lord, I know that your heart is not for us to be trapped. That is not for us to live in darkness and anger and hatred. Maybe some of us is so far down that road, we're already at the place of hate. But we realize today, God, that that's not your heart. And first and foremost, we want to thank you, Jesus, for forgiving us. For forgiving everything that I've done. Every time that we've gone against you, every time that we've ignored you, ignored your precedence and did our own thing. We praise you for that and we are so blown away by your grace and your love for us. So today we want to start that that tough, sincere journey of forgiveness for these people in our lives. And I want you just, just where you are, quietly, not even out loud, just think it. If you don't want to say it out loud, just think it. But I want to challenge you to start it by saying, I forgive with the person's name or, or the institution's name or whatever. I forgive this person. I forgive them for what they've done, for what they've said. I forgive them for every time I felt small or belittled. I forgive them for hurting me, my family, my kids. I forgive them. Because Lord, forgiveness is not for that person, it's for us. And I pray right now in Jesus' name that as this forgiveness is being acknowledged in our lives, that you would come and break off those chains that we've been experiencing in our lives. I pray that we will experience freedom and love and acceptance like we never have before. And as we walk out here, I praise you, God, that, that we are leaving so much behind. And we want to proclaim in Jesus' name that we are walking out of the trap this morning. We're walking out of the trap by forgiving. We're walking out of this trap by, by letting go. Lord, help us love people sincerely so that we might cover up their offenses and help us to be so confident in our relationship with you, so secure in who we are with you that we won't take up offense, that we won't fall for the lies that is spoken over us. 
Lord, we accept your freedom today as we forgive and let go of those who have offended us. Thank you, Jesus, as we walk out here into this week that you will be with us, that your spirit goes with us, that you're empowering us, that you are giving us purpose. Thank you, Lord, that we get to spend some time together this Sunday. And I pray a blessing over each person that was here or watching online. Would you bless us? Would you make our paths straight? Would you guide us and guard us away from offense? In Jesus' name.